All right, blockaders, you know what time it is. It's time to sit down with the man, the myth, the legend himself after a high day of clamming, Mr. Robin Vote. Let's sit back, relax, and make the jump into a galaxy far, far away. Man, rumor has it that galaxy's even out far past Dorchester. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back to Make the Jump podcast here from the BrickCityBlockade.com podcast network. It's your host, Robin Vote. You hear my voice all the time on all these other shows, and I'm sure you're getting sick and tired of hearing it, but I'm here again on another fantastic episode. And sitting across from me, I, it's funny. Sometimes I say the best conversations happen before I hit the recording button, and, <laughs> I, and, and, and I say that all the time, but I got Mark Alex Vote. It's another vote that's sitting across from me. <laughs> involved in star wars mark how is it going this evening my friend oh, it's going great man thank you so much for having me on this is awesome <laughs> yeah you know it's one of those things and i was telling you before um you know a lot of our fans of the podcast have been absolutely fascinated i've been sharing out some of the stuff about your film uh which congratulations on uh putting out such an amazing amazing film uh, especially a fan film too like uh, that's one of my guilty pleasures is star wars fan films oh, and yeah. uh, you know, one of the things I have to say is a lot of our fans are like, Robin, can you have this guy on so we can find out more about like his passion of Star Wars and everything? So, Mark, I'm, I'm just going to kick it over to you first. Where did the whole concept and idea, maybe it's surrounding your love of Star Wars, where did the whole idea of Odyssey of Star Wars story come from? Yeah, it honestly it came from uh, the fact that I always wanted to do a, a film like that. I'd always wanted to actually do a fan film, but I knew as I got older that I was going to have less and less time to kind of go out and do a nonprofit. Uh, film like that and uh it was actually right around the time uh coincidentally enough that rogue one came out and uh i i, I love the movie and i was like man you know if i ever do you know a fan film i've gotta i want to focus more on that that uh you know the rebel military side of it uh because right. there's so so many cool stories to unpack there and i uh you know it, about a month later i was like you know what you know, it, it's now. Now's the time. <laughs> but, nice. But right now, I'm. You know, I'm not going to get to do it for for a really long time. So, uh, right. yeah, I just um, contacted some of my friends in in Georgia, and we uh, we started getting to work. We uh, we did the Kickstarter and uh, raised some money on that, and it, it was all all thanks to that and all possible. So it was, yeah, it was. Oh man, it was a long long journey. Two years. To wow. Made. So, yeah, but we are we're really really happy with it. We're glad people are. Are responding well to it so yeah. yeah yeah i have to say it's it's one of those films that and again i i still say it to this day mark rogue one a star wars story is on the top of my list and, and that's not yeah. just in terms of the newer stuff of course under the disney regime but i'm even talking about during the times of george and I, we love uncle george don't get me wrong love <laughs> uncle george to death um, we love it when he's like, well, I don't know what my idea is here necessarily, <laughs> but you know, it, it's, it's always fascinating when we see these broad range of star Wars stories that we've gotten, you could include the original trilogy, the sequel trilogy now, and then the prequels. Absolutely. And then we have rogue one that I feel that, and I don't know how you feel about this, Mark, in terms of your first viewing of it sitting on opening oh. night or whenever it was, oh, but it, it peaks a lot of those other films. Oh yeah. No, I, I totally agree. I mean, I remember like, it was one of those, th those things where it was so close to when Force Awakens came out. And of course, like mm -hmm. we were all hyped for for the return of Star Wars. But then, yes. like I was sitting in the theater before Rogue One started, like opening night. And I was like, "Wait, we're getting another Star Wars movie! Like this is <laughs> right. it's again!" Like 
it something clicked with me and I was at the time I was building um, my dad and I had just joined the, the 501st and we were building nice. uh, short trooper suits and I was like oh, man I, I, I it's not it, it's not hitting me yet <laughs> and uh, right. that was just yeah and as soon as that movie started and I think from start to finish I was just blown back in my seat and I think especially those last last 10 minutes of the film really <laughs> yes. they they do their job in terms of making you you know have to decompress a little bit when you're when you're sitting in the in the theater afterwards so it was oh man it was a blast i i agree with you it's up it's up on the near the top of my list too so yeah it, it's fascinating i never thought heading into especially coming out of force awakens i'm like all right what what else is disney going to give us what what other stories can they really pack into and rogue one is unique because i'm sure you, you feel this way too it fits such a small mark within the canon timeline mm-hmm. um in terms of trying to tell a story <laughs> when you have a full trilogies of films that really break down everything and yeah. give you the Skywalker saga and, and continue to push that storyline forward, you have Rogue One that follows a few characters within a certain amount of time that left such a lasting impact oh, on, yeah. on the entire galaxy. Yeah. And, and it's it's funny because I still say it to this day, Mark, Rogue One has a unique way of telling a story with emotional impact in such a short amount of time. And maybe maybe it's because Gareth Edwards stepped in and he was like, you know what? I originally wanted everybody to die, but man, you know what? You, you, <laughs> you, you got you to gotta mix it up a little bit and you got to have the rebellion continue on. And, yeah. um, you know, I know he originally wanted Jen Erso and Cassian to also kind of live on past that, um, that original slated time. But it's one of those things, Mark, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this specifically when it came to writing Odyssey, a Star Wars story, and directing and producing and everything. Yeah. How how many how, how much of Gareth Edwards, almost like his his undertones and his styles, did you kind of take into your film to say, you know, this this is around the same time. This is something that I want to uh, take in my hands and run with. Or did you really focus on your own style at the, in the in that film? Yeah. No, I definitely like. I think Rogue One was probably the greatest source of inspiration in terms of like what kind of lit that initial you know spark i was like okay Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there's something here that you know that guy developed that and there was a quote that we actually still i think we still have on our website that he said and it's like um you know um you're touching something uh that is you know your favorite film of all time but if you don't do anything new or or take a risk then what are you bringing to the table and i absolutely loved that quote i mean i just it, it resonated with me so much the fact that you know yes star wars is what we know it's the skywalkers it's you know it's the force and everything but there is such a vast world and galaxy for that matter to you know to explore and and to tell stories in. and that was that was sort of the spirit of of rogue one that i that i took with me was just okay you know there is a let, let's pretend there's a blank canvas here let's pretend there's not rules mm-hmm. let's, you know let's write a story let's talk about you know characters that that we want to see and that, you know, conflicts that we haven't seen and stuff like that. Um, and we wanted to develop, to develop our own, you know, opinions on those things and develop sure. different outlook than, um, you know, than the, than a typical, maybe, you know, pretty formulaic, uh, you know, war film outcome or something like that. We right. wanted to do something, uh, try, try to do something different, but also take that spirit of what Star Wars is of, of pushing the boundary of, you know, of always kind of going for, you know, something different something you know groundbreaking that we haven't done before whether it's in our sense or in you know filmmaking itself that mm. was the spirit that we wanted uh, to stick to 
Yeah, and I think that that's what the film absolutely embodies. I absolutely love the cast that you have in there, by the way. They they, they truly embody the the ideas of Star Wars. Like, they're believable. Like, I feel like, I know this is a fan film, but Disney could come along at some point and say, no, eh, we can pull them, you know? <laughs> Obviously, they're going to have to go through you and sign a contract with you at that point and say, eh, I've used them already. Like, it's, it's, up, it's up to me to kind of make an idea here, buddies. Uh, <laughs> But uh, I love how they just they get right into that Star Wars mode. And I feel like that's something that actors and actresses, why they come to Star Wars. You look at a, a, a um, Amelia Clark from Game of Thrones. You look at somebody like Forrest Whitaker. Obviously, Matt Smith is now coming into episode nine here. Yeah. Um, yeah. These people want to become part of that star wars story they want to be part of what star wars has to offer and the one thing that you do i feel like in odyssey is you take those actors and you say take everything that you know about star wars and apply that to your to your acting yeah i feel like it embodies am i right in saying that or is there like a different formula that you worked with no for sure i mean it was given that it was such a a visually you know reliant film that was like that was like okay i you know we when we did auditions we were just writing you know what are called like throwaway sides like you know lines that were never going to be in the film but we had to have something for them to work off of and those sides are probably the most like <laughs> the most star warsy and just like <laughs> I, I i can't imagine what it must have felt like reading that for the first time because it's just the most outlandish like terms <laughs> like, but right. yeah no, i knew that that you know they were gonna have to sort of mentally process the this weird form of you know you know, militaristic Star Wars, but that at the same time, you know, hold on to that sense of, of visual hope or visual, you know, despair, mm-hmm. these different views mm-hmm. that, that happen. Um, and that was especially like we are our, uh, our younger actor, uh, Coleman Christian, who played the kid like that was mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun to work with for him because he's, you know, Star Wars is, you know, he's younger than us, but it's still just as fresh in the imagination and, and you know, the wonder right. of everything. And that was that was a lot of fun to play with. But yeah, like you said, you know, actors, they can't can't wait to to dive into that and, and unpack and there's so much room to imagine themselves and to build their own backstories and yeah there's there's a lot that they they had fun unpacking there oh that's so great and i think as a i've never necessarily been behind the camera at all um I, i've been in a few couple of like independent films as like a backup like you know what i mean uh so I, i've 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 kind of understood like that side of it where it's like oh i don't know if i'm gonna get called or not um but <laughs> there's there's other people like my good friend uh caden stetler of rebel cause his dad's an independent filmmaker he does he perf- you know he puts a lot of things out there into independent film festivals and stuff uh jake stetler is his name and uh he he I always ask him, like, what is it like to be behind the camera and to see all this play out? Alex, I'm gonna, uh, uh, sorry, Mark. <laughs> see, this is the problem. I always <laughs> run with middle names. Mark, what is it like to be behind the camera and to experience your product being presented in front of you? What is that feeling like for the, everybody out there who hasn't had that feeling before? It is, one, it's an insane sense of, of joy and excitement and butterflies. Like, it, it's it's the thing that I'm just incredibly addicted to with filmmaking Mm -hmm, It's mm -hmm. that it's as soon as you you do it, you, you want it again. You want it. All right. All right. We did something. Let's go back and let's, you know, do something different, fix the things we did wrong. Um, but that being said, it's such a sense of gratitude to the people that are helping you, you know, bring that to life. I think that is like, you know, I, I had so much luck with an amazing team, uh, on Odyssey and so many department heads and, and people that brought this film to actually be what it was. And that was like, 
I remember like sitting on set for the first time and, you know, I'm, I come from a sort of what I call a backyard filmmaking style where I'm used mm -hmm. to kind of running everything, you know, around the clock and doing all, everything I can. Um, right. But that was the first time I was able to literally sit there and, and just direct. Like that was, right. that was my job. And the fact that I, that, you know, my, my team members and, and the rest of the crew were doing such an amazing job that I was literally just able to, to do that. That was, oh my gosh, that was, I was so grateful for that that felt amazing um because then you just your your mind is a little less not completely right. not because it's always chaotic but it's a little less chaotic and you're able to sort of see everything in a different picture and and sort wow. of think about what it what it takes to you know put this all together and i i wish it's like it's like something you want to hold on to because you miss it when it's gone it's like man i want to go back i want to go back to set um but it was yeah it was just a, a phenomenal time and feeling to to actually i mean stormtroopers in front of a camera that it, it can't get better. It, it can't get better than that <laughs> so it, it really can't i i you know what i i have to agree with you on that on so many different levels um even even when you go to the, the theater and you see a star wars movie i always i always picture myself what is jj looking at right now what is oh, ryan okay. looking at through the camera right now when exactly. he's and that, i mean that's next level stuff stuff that's, in some ways yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I, I can't imagine. I think there was there was one thing I want to touch on that because you brought up an interesting point with the whole what, is, what are they looking at? And that was yeah. something we had to do a little bit with Odyssey. And that was sure. at times you, you kind of got to turn your brain off to the fact that it's Star Wars. Yeah, um, right. And it's, it's something that it's like it, it's out of respect because you know that you're there to tell, you know, your story and you're there to, you know, do your your thing. Right. Um, but like that quote from Gareth said, like, if you're too respectful, if you're too caught up in the in the fact of that then it's like then you you lose sight of some of the other storytelling aspects that you yeah. need to, you know keep in mind and i think that's what is so just mind-boggling me to me about you know those the directors and the the people in charge of those actual you know studio films because it's like man you really have to turn that switch to like just really do your job and do your job to the best of your ability but still maintain that inspiration and love for why you're doing it like it's it's intense, but it's so cool. Because <laughs> your mind's telling you two different things at one time. It's like, I need to focus on the film. Oh, that's so cool. The stormtrooper <laughs> just got shot. Oh, no, 100%. And it's, oh, man, it's it's such a, a fun time. But, man, I can't imagine the, <laughs> the inner conflict, the inner struggles. Oh, I know. And especially with major actors and actresses. Like, oh, yeah. you know, talking about, I, I, I always look back on how was Ryan Johnson able, able to film that scene with John Boyega and and uh, Kelly Marie Tran and Benicio del Toro is just sitting there. He's like, I can help you. Like I would be like Benicio del Toro is sitting right in front of me right now. Like, oh yeah, no, yeah, that that is, man, that that's got to take some some training and and like inner <laughs> inner practice to to be yeah. ready for those kind of moments. So yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now broken a little bit down about. Odyssey, a Star Wars story, which I, I have to tell you guys, you have to go out and see it. Yeah, 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 you have to check it out. Mark does such a wonderful job behind the camera, and the actors and actresses, they just do such a wonderful job uh, in capturing the Star Wars universe in their own unique way. So please make sure to do that. But on any Make the Jump episode, when I have a guest on, listen, there's a passion. There's a passion for Star Wars and everything that we do and everything that we talk about. And when, with the special guest, well, yeah, I would hope there's some Star Wars in there somewhere. Um, <laughs> So, Mark, I have to ask you, you know, being behind the camera and seeing actors play out your film and stuff, reflecting back into the Star Wars universe here, 
if you were to play yourself one specific character, whether it's Legends, whether it's in the new canon, the old canon, whatever it is, what character would you want to be in the Star Wars universe and play for a major director or producer? Man, I that's that's a that's a good question. That is, jeez, oh, you know, my answer is probably uh, I don't know if it's it's odd or basic, but I have always wanted to be uh, sort of one of those just a faceless camera behind the scenes. I wanna I wanna see it unfold. I'm I am no actor, but I would love to be uh, you know a stormtrooper. I would love yeah. to in a TFA suit, um, you know, during the, the sequels or, or something. I mean, I just, I, I love that aspect of it. Cause it's like, I'm not going to laugh at my own face while I'm watching it. And like, my <laughs> friends and family won't either, but they, you know, like I could say like, yes, that I'm a part of that. That is me. And that oh, is, nice. that would be, that would be super cool to me. Um, I'll let the, the, re, the real actors do the, <laughs> the hard stuff. <laughs> But yeah, you, you don't want me, you don't want my face in front of a camera, man. It's, it's, it's hey, you know what? I mean, you look back at some of the more recent Stormtroopers they've had in this sequel trilogy. They've had Tom Hardy behind the scenes at a Stormtrooper. They, they've had Mr. 007 himself in a suit. That's so true. you'd yeah. be in good company, man. You'd be an extremely good company in that oh, case. I'd be so uh, down for it. <laughs> absolutely. Now, one of the other things I have to ask as a filmmaker is your take. And I know we're past the point. But it's it's still in the current news right now, and and I and I feel like in the conversation it makes a lot of sense. Your thoughts on Solo: A Star Wars Story? Like, I feel like just to kind of set the tone on this, but I feel like it was a summer flick that Star Wars needed. Yeah, no, I I, I definitely agree. We, I went and saw actually we went and saw the film with our it was during post production we went and saw it with the whole whole team. Uh, at like a you know an opening release and it was mm-hmm. i mean it was it was a lot of fun i think that was i think that to me is is all that that really matters i love taking away stuff from from star wars but to me you know i i sat there for you know two and a half hours and i had an amazing time i had yeah. a blast i was i was sitting there enjoying star wars and like you said it was the the summer movie that star wars needed it was you know it may not have been you know, like empire, but it didn't need to be. It wasn't, I don't think anything right. was, was setting out to, to establish that. I think we were literally getting, you know, just another, here's another awesome dose of star Wars. Here's another story you haven't heard yet. Um, you know, here's, here's something new. And I, I love that. That's like, that's taking yeah. on sort of some of the spirit of what, you know, all the fan films and all this stuff is about is just like, Hey, you know, here's another, here's another thing to enjoy. Here's more of this. And I, I, I'm not mad. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, that's that to me was was great. Um, just watching it with with awesome, you know, friends and and stuff like that. It's like I still love, you know, just being being around Star Wars and sharing that with people. And that's Solo was no different to me than than any of those experiences. That was great. I, I still say it to this day, Mark. I think Ron Howard's solo a Star Wars story was a love story to Star Wars in terms of Ron's experiences with George and talking with Steven Spielberg and all those communications he had early on. I feel like the way that he was able to take that film and a lot of people will say, oh, they could have waited till December. It would have made more money. You know what? It made its money. It made its yeah. money back, and they already made all their money on the Last Jedi. They they oh, yeah. lost their one point five billion. So you know what? It did what it needed to do for the fans. It gave us a very in depth conversation to have after the fact, mm-hmm. and there were some there were some great characters in there. I love Enfys Nest. Yeah. I have I fell in love with that character, and as soon as 
is we started seeing the um, two tubes and we started seeing some references uh, to uh, Rogue One and everything. It was like, okay, hold on a second. Yeah. Ron, Ron Howard knows how to play the Star Wars universe oh, and yeah. start making some references and how Han shot first at Tobias Beckett. I <laughs> yep. thought that, oh, just those little tidbits here and there. And I'm sure I have a feeling that when you see those moments, you're kind of like, ah, he did it for us. He yeah. did it for us. He gave us that moment. Oh, totally. No, yeah, I, I love, like, there's something that still happens whenever I go see one of those movies and I just turn my brain off the first time I watch it. And yes. I'm like, you know what? I am, like, in, you know, drooling Star Wars land. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and then the first time, the second time I go back and, and watch it and I'm actually, like, I'm looking for the, the certain, like, act breaks and the and the plot points that are, like, yeah. you know, what what caused what. And that's, I mean, that that's what makes them so fun to rewatch is because I can just go back and view it through a different lens and, and see it again. But, oh, yeah. No, as a filmmaker, these things are just, it's a blast to be, you know, growing up and learning in this time of, of you know, Star Wars renaissance and stuff. So it's yeah. awesome. What are you looking forward to most of, of the newer Star Wars stuff that's coming out, whether it's Resistance? I still want to hear more about what Benioff and Weiss is doing, uh, the oh. Game of Thrones directors and Star Wars. What What's one specific thing that you're really looking forward to seeing um, coming yeah. up? Uh, you know, <laughs> it's interesting. I definitely the the Benioff, uh, you know, series that that's going to be, Oh my gosh. I, I, there's so much of it that it's just like, we don't know yet. And I'm just yes. curious about all of it. Like, I want to know what, you know, what we're going to do, but something, you know, the recent Cassian series that was announced. Is, oh, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. And it's, it's making me think that we actually are going to get to see more of the, the rebel military side that I've, you know, mm. that I, love and, and and i think that's that's one thing i'm super psyched for i hope it goes in that direction i hope we just get more really cool you know you know conflicting rebellion stories and and i think that would be neat but i'm also just excited for episode nine and i'm i'm ready to 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 see you know jj again i i <laughs> he's one of my favorite filmmakers and i'm i'm ready to do it um so yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun next few years for sure yeah, between yep. Star Wars Celebration and getting news at that. And then, I mean, Episode Nine, man, I, I totally agree with you. I think a lot of people are coming in saying, oh, well, you know, J.J. is going to have to start answering some questions that, that Ryan left for us. And I'm like, do you know J.J. Abrams? He he gives us more questions to ask exactly. at the end of the day. He and, is a mystery box. He is. Yeah, he so, is. Yeah. So yeah, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's 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 got to be something, man. I think a lot of people, I think... The expectations factor, I'm sure you run into this too, the expectations factor when it comes to Star Wars is such a fine line to, to walk on. It's like you, you can't really go in with super high expectations because I think that's what happened with a lot of people with The Last Jedi, Mark, is mm -hmm. is they had those super high expectations. Oh, we're coming after Force Awakens. We're going to find out who's Rey's parents are. No, because if you answer that question too soon, right. then, then, then what does it leave for nine? And it's a very fine line that has to be walked. And I really like what JJ and Ryan, now we can say that because it's, it's, it's no longer uh, the slated uh, director for episode nine there. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's going to end up being JJ again. And I, I think that they work very well together and JJ doesn't have to pick up any pieces. He just has to take those pieces now and formulate them into a puzzle that answers some questions, but leaves a couple pieces out at the same time. Uh, which yeah. is which is absolutely fantastic and the one character mark that i have to say and i'm going to ask you this question the yeah. one character that stands out for me heading into episode nine is kylo ren is there one specific character for you that really stands out heading into episode nine no definitely ren for me that was that yeah. is 
I mean, especially since the the end of of Last Jedi, there's there's so much there's such such a cool you know undertone to his character of of yeah. you know, just the conflict and where it could go and if it you know and it's like I, I think you're right about expectations. I think that a lot of expectations are either going to be met or broken depending on which side of the you know the right. set you're on. And like again with the Last Jedi, it was the that was the case. But I'm I'm excited to see where they take take Ben Solo and and if he you know. How that how that all comes to to a close because there's there's a lot of ground to cover but I'm sure yeah. it'll be done with with uh, a really really cool story so yeah and especially with this whole concept of a time hop too if they are able to yeah. have and again it follows that format of a new hope to Empire Strikes Back and then to Return of the Jedi well if we're following the, very similar to the Skywalkers and we have Rey kind of at the lead of that she has that experience with Ren. Um, on the supremacy and Snoke is gone now and it's kind of like well look at what Luke went through he kind of had that silly phase in, in uh, Empire Strikes Back where he didn't know what was facing him and then <laughs> we lead off Return of the Jedi with him choking a Gamorrean guard and he, suddenly he's tapping into the dark side a little bit exactly. like uh, yeah so do we see some of that with Rey I would love to see Daisy Ridley get a little bit dark with the character yeah. of Rey because oh, she's yeah. touched it. She she was there on Octu and it called to her. Yep. So there's something in there. I don't know what it is. And to see Luke Skywalker come back in some whatever way, shape, or form JJ wants to do it, it's gonna be a fascinating balance, man. I have no idea. Oh yeah. No, totally. I, I it's one of those things where I'm I'm so excited to be, you know, just blown away and surprised again. Like yes. I, when I saw Last Jedi, I saw it in, uh, in a theater room in, in Hong Kong. I was working on a project with some some friends over there, and it was uh -huh. four people in the theater. And it was just we were there was no audience reaction to to you know gauge our our, our experience, and it was just we were cheering and hollering in the parts we wanted. It was just, <laughs> that was still you know the it is still you know the most divisive film that that, that we've made, but right. you know that is. Oh man, that viewing experience was super cool, and I I love going to see it. You know, just seeing it with with people. You know, like you said, like I said, your friends and, and your family, and just sharing that. I mean, it's always oh, it's just so much fun. Um, but yeah, I'm I I don't know what to expect at all. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's the way we like it, man. That's the way we like it in the Star Wars universe. No matter what person says uh you know what that's not a safe way to go in i want to know everything well that's your opinion that's the way you want to go into a film mark and i are just going to kick back and wait for episode nine and uh see where richard e grant takes his character that's the <laughs> that's very fascinating character in my mind uh very fascinating actor indeed all right mark i gotta ask you where can the good people find everything happening and links and whatever else yeah. for odyssey a star wars story Sure, our uh, YouTube channel where all our videos are are at uh, MAV Films LLC. Um, we're also at Odyssey-Film.com. Sorry about that. And uh, yeah, on social media, Odyssey underscore Film. You know, Odyssey Star Wars. Usually, when you put those two things together, you'll usually find us somewhere in the <laughs> in the in the search results um, at the top. So yeah, we'd love uh, if you could just check out the pages. Uh, you know, follow us if you haven't, and yeah, we hope you enjoy the film. The big thing is. If you know that Brick City Blockade and the Podcast Network likes the film, you should probably go check it out. Just saying. Uh, just throwing that plug out there. Absolutely love it here at the network. So uh, thank you so much, uh, Mark, for doing everything that you've done with that film. It, it really means a lot to us as Star Wars fans. And uh, you made a contribution to the positivity in Star Wars and and uh, bringing fans closer to our love. So I appreciate that, man. It really thank means a lot. 
that that means a lot to me. Thank you so much. Absolutely. So of anything else that we do here on the podcast network, we always wrap it up with this little thing. Mark doesn't know it yet until now. That's right. It's a little thing we like to call plug time here at the podcast network. So Mark, where can the good people find you specifically across social media? Me, I am at Mark Alex vote on uh, Instagram and at Mavman Mark on Twitter. Um, don't post a lot on Twitter, but I'm, I'm pretty active on Instagrams. So yeah, nice. come uh, and check it out. Awesome. You guys can check out the other vote there, Mr. Mark Alex vote across social media, but you can also check out this vote. Uh, Robin vote over on social media at Mr. Vote Tweets. Check out all my tomfoolery, silly selfies and everything happening at the Brick City Blockade over on Instagram at the official vote www.brickcityblockade.com for everything happening in that galaxy far, far away. And please make sure to support us on Public by picking up one of our designs this holiday season while they're on sale. Patreon to support the network and please make sure to donate to Starlight Children's Foundation, our A Galaxy of Hope program, bringing more smiles to kids' faces in hospitals around the United States this holiday seasons. Once once again, Mark, it's been awesome having you on the podcast, man. And best of luck going forward with any future projects. Please let the Brick City Blockade know because you are more than welcome to come on at any time. Wow. Well, thank you so much. This has been great. I really, really appreciate this. So this has been fun. <laughs> For Mark Alex Vote, this is Robin Vote of the BrickCityBlockade.com podcast network. Remember, this is the only time you may hear two votes on a podcast, so take advantage of it. And as we always say here at the podcast network, may the force be with you. Always. <laughs>